great to finally be able to say that again. You know, we had to kind of go radio silent after the big announcement. We had one 24-hour window back in November to go ahead and say that just because of, you know, league rules and things like that. It's contract, so we had to be contract, contract, and we had to be quiet about it. And uh, it's pretty great to be able to say it again. We're your home of the Bears. Home of the Bears, home of the White Sox. Let's go, baby. Home of Carmen and Yurko. Yes. The most devastating tag team radio show in the history of America. The most devastatingly handsome. I'll tell you that much. Well, We've got that's the, the truth. The easy truth. The 25th anniversary celebration is coming up on March 24th. Don't forget about that. We're less than a month away. Friday, March 24th at House of Blues. You must be 21, but buy your tickets. Buy them now. To come hang with us. It's going to be a fun day. Doors will open at 11. We'll go on the air with the MJH reunion at noon. Make them happen. Waddle and Sylvia will follow. It's just going to be a fun day to be there reminiscing. Lots of great guests are going to show up. And, I mean, the list is ridiculous It's here. unbelievable. Scheduled to appear. You got Cuddy. Uh, you got Robbie Gold. Mark G. and Greco. We haven't seen Marky Mark in a while. I saw him last. When did I see Mark last? Probably last July. It's been a while. Uh, Edzo. Jordan Cornette and Shay. Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel. The Spaniard. Sweet Lou Canales, Freddie Hubner, Ray Flores. More to come, so come by and see us. Make sure you get your tickets, livenation.com. Buy your ticket today. Just search ESPN 1000 Chicago. I was going through some old pictures. I found that photo from the Bulls game that me, you, Cap, Jordan, Cornette. Yeah. Who else was with us? It was a great picture. Do you realize that was 2017 already? Yeah, it's I, when Dario Saric was with the Philadelphia 76ers. I could not believe that that was that long ago. Yeah. It was like December of and 2017. No Embiid, right? No Embiid. No, game. he didn't play. See that game? There's and, no Embiid. And, and Embiid, did, we were pissed. Embiid did not play. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, it's a great picture. I'm trying to think who else was in there. It was me, you, Cap, Jordan. Um, Halftime. Uh, was I, Hoodie I, there? I think Hoodie. I hightailed it out of town. Yurko was gone. Halftime. Boy, I had my track shoes on getting ready to go. I looked like Usain Bolt getting out of the building. I wouldn't say that. That's where the United Center still look like the United Center. I don't think you move quite as quick. Boy, the Bulls last night. That fourth quarter was terrible. Dismal. First of all, how is Toronto not better with all that athleticism and that size, the way they play defense? Do you know how many points they had off of turnovers? Oh, my God. Oh, well, how many offensive rebounds did Toronto have? Plenty. 21 Uh, points on 20 turnovers by the Chicago Bulls. It's a problem, Carm. What, did they lose by five? uh, Give or take six, Yeah. yeah. Just so like the, you do that. The, I don't know. Two-game winning streak, feeling good about Patrick Beverly. When they said Vooch was high scorer oh, with 23, Beverly. I said, well, we got ourselves a problem. Pat Bev, please. I mean, there's only so much he can do. I mean, you can only, you can only at, at some point they're going to start ignoring you. That's the way it works. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, just, it's You get about a seven-game impact, and after that it's like, Oh, he's talking again. They play tonight. They're in, in Detroit. That's going to be an ugly game. I mean, Detroit. Yeah, that, that, that's an that. ugly game. I don't know how much of that one I'll watch. I was I was looking forward to watching Rangers Flyers because it's a TNT game. I thought Kanner would make his debut. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. You know what does start tonight? And I know you have zero interest. Hold on. What starts tonight? Hold on. Let me guess. Pretty, a lot of fanfare. A lot of fanfare coming up for this. Not sports. It's a non-sporting event. Is this the uh, preview of uh, the prediction for the Academy Awards? No. Preview prediction for the Academy Awards? Yeah, like the prediction show for the Academy Awards. I don't know what that is. No. Okay. What is it, Carl? The new season of Mandalorian starts streaming on Disney Plus tonight. So... I'm excited. I think I did that. see Dean Richards mention that at some point this morning. The ending of season two is so good. We've been wait- me and my son have been waiting. Oh boy, been waiting for season three. Uh, so we're your new home of the Bears. It's Carmen and Yurko. We're on for another hour here, and then Waddle and Sylvie will be down for crosstalk. 
Local programming continues after that all the way till eight. You will get Tyler and Jeff Meller. We are we've spent really a lot, a huge portion of the day talking about the Jalen Carter news. Uh, Jalen Carter, big news, Carm. It is. It's significant news. It, it most certainly is. Jalen Carter has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. You might remember that story shortly after their national championship win back on Jan 15. Left the scene, returned later. Police authorities at this point believe he did lie about what was happening. Uh, Unfortunately, two people perished in this. What is his direct involvement? We still really don't know. We know that they were racing. His car was not damaged. Authorities also believe he was not under the influence of drugs or alcohol at the time. They do not. Unfortunately, his teammate who passed was. Yes. Nearly twice the legal limit at .197. And that is the really tragic and sad part about this story, obviously. Uh, it is how much is it going to affect Jalen Carter's draft stock status, whatever you want to call it. That's what we've talked about. Some teams might cross him off. Some might be able to justify this by saying he was a young kid that did something stupid. Yes, he'll have to suffer the consequence now, but we're not going to move him down off our board. We wonder how the Bears might handle this. They're not going to say much when pressed, I'll tell you that. They're just not. And polls was on before we knew about this this morning with Cap and Hoodie. They're going to want to go radio silence. We're going to radio silence. And certainly Jalen Carter is. He is flying back from Indy going to turn himself in in Athens, Georgia. But that's been the big story well, of the day. If the Bears came out with a statement, just simply we're going to uh, monitor the situation. That's it. That's all you have to say. Then obviously the press is going to want to go ahead and go after it a little bit. And we are monitoring the situation. Yeah. We put, All our options are in front of us and are available. We've given you a lot of our thoughts on this, and we will continue to do so. And if you want to chime in, 312-332-3776, it's going to come down to a certain uh, tolerance level, I think, for a lot of teams on what they are and are not comfortable with. My, I suspect he's still drafted in the top five, depending on the outcome of this, I guess, uh, and, and any other further details that might change the narrative um, right now, from what we can gather, I still think he's probably going to be a top five pick. Would you agree, Yerk? Yeah, I still think he's going to be a top I five think pick. so. And, I mean, if this, is this today the worst of it? That's, the, the, that's what, what people I'm saying, are finding right? out. Like, is it five, six weeks from now, uh, you know, where he goes down, he, he gets there, uh, gets processed, gets bonded out. They go about the situation of gathering the facts, and then he's they reach some sort of deal, plea deal, which they always do. It's always situations like this, yeah. First time offender, probably. As far as we know, Uh, yeah. Well, that I said probably. Mm -hmm. As far as we know, is probably. And uh, you'll go about the business of getting in and saying, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening." Here, here, here. Made a mistake lying to police. Everybody lies to the police. Doesn't make it right. But everybody lies to the police. Do you know how fast you're going? No. 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 Uh, 57? <laughs> mm, 83. Yeah. No. Yeah. 83? I do wonder, like you said, York, is this the worst of it? Yeah. And the, the media cycle is going to go now, and like, will this be the worst of it? And does it calm down? Right. Maybe it depends on what else develops out of this. But is this the worst of it now for Jalen Carter? 312-332-ESPN is the number. We played you some Ryan Pohl sound. Uh, please check out the podcast if you missed it. The Cap and Hoodie podcast, they had him on this morning. 
We played some of that. Here's another bite talking about uh, the three-year timetable to evaluate talent and develop. And, you know, when you start to know, did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Here was polls earlier this morning. On your home for the Bears, ESPN 1000. Yeah, I think every team's situation is a little bit unique um, from where they're kind of taken off from. So that one's hard to answer. I know, you know, in a three-year period, you want to see, especially that first draft class, that three-year period is really, you know, when you see what you got. Um, so within that is is what we're looking for. But you want to get this thing started as fast as possible. The key is not doing things that will hurt you long-term in the short term. Um, that can derail everything just because you're you're short, short-sighted with it. So we're going to stay disciplined and, and try to do things the right way. But I usually like to look at that rookie class and that first three-year period to see if it's hitting the right way and, and it takes part of the core of, of your team. And uh, I'm going to play one more because Kevin Warren has come into this organization from the outside, did not hire Ryan Poles. As far as we can tell, it's going to be a good working relationship. And when Kevin Warren was on with us, he had a lot of nice things to say about Poles. Did Poles reciprocate that, Yurko? What is it like working with Kevin Warren so far? Here's Poles this morning with Cap and Hoodie. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we've taken some time, maybe four or five times, to sit down and get to know each other, talk about different topics, discuss where we're going as a team. Um, it's been it's been really good, and I've had I have an unbelievable relationship with Ted uh, as well. But um, it's been really good to sit down and and, and discuss kind of how the first year went, where we're headed, what direction we're going. Um, how he sees things just from his experience um, and really bringing knowledge from a totally different sp- experience than what's in the building right now. So um, great man. Um, I'm excited to have him. And, um, you know, there's something between us. I think it, it, it works really, really well. All right, just a little sampling of Ryan Poles earlier today. VJ on the south side. What up, VJ? Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good kid. What do you know? Uh, well, I, I a hope little I bit know of everything, a lot. Yeah, a little bit of everything <laughs> and a whole lot of nothing. Right. Hey, uh, this this uh, Georgia Georgia deal is is it's eerily similar to the Bobby Fields drag racing mm. uh, with David Wesley in Carolina. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and and you, and you know what? Kid made a mistake. He was scared. He saw his friend get killed in the car crash. So yeah, he lied to the cops. Short of any. If, I don't think there's going to be any criminal type of thing coming out of it. He wasn't he wasn't high or drunk or anything like that. So I think he's still going to be in that you know top five, top ten mm-hmm. uh, uh, draft you know draft pick. Uh, the other thing I was uh, I wanted to touch on was with uh, the uh, Jalen the the, the uh, Fields Justin Fields. I'm Justin sorry. Fields, yeah. But but, but he's. Why would the, why would they take a gamble? And this is this is why would you it's jerk? Yeah, speak to this. Why why would you take a gamble on picking up a a quarterback, trading away the guy that you got who you've been trying to groom? Why would you get rid of him for this guy who's unknown? As he's just as much of an unknown as Justin was. I don't think they so will. Why be, would Jay. You? Yeah, well, you're. I don't. I don't think they will. Yeah, be, I don't think they're going to move off of yeah. uh, Justin Fields. Right. And I mean that was the question, right? Yes, moving off yeah. the quarterback. You, no, you, you're not moving off the quarterback. You've made clear, and I've said that clear, and I let everybody know exactly what I saw that I liked, even though it resulted in in an interception. But th- those are the throws that are going to have to continue to be made over and over again. 
Uh-huh. And that was the uh, one throw on a comeback route, 17 to 14. Uh, that he threw to Equiminius St. Brown. Right. St. Brown kind of chopped his feet. And, yep. uh, the DB got to jump on him. Yep. But he was an open receiver. If his receiver helps him, yep. that's completed pass for a first down. If he's throwing that to Stephon Diggs or Justin yeah. Jefferson, that's that probably a completed pass yeah. for a first Cooper down. Cooper Cup. And, throw that ball sure. to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's got a reception. And yeah, I remember that I was covering the Bulls, York, when the Bobby Phils, David, the Bulls were in yeah. Charlotte to play that night. Yeah. And they canceled the game. The, the Bobby Phil's David Wesley incident uh, after like a morning shoot around. That was the window. That was before. That was the old Hornets. You know, before they moved to New Orleans. Right, right, that was right. that team. I remember that. Charlotte, like two thousand one, two thousand two, probably. All right, more of your calls coming up. Uh, people still want to talk. They've got questions, opinions on what's happening here with Jalen Carter and the developments of the day. The big news of the day: three one two three three two three seven seven six. Pat Boyle on Canner being traded in about twenty minutes. Uh, PV is going to hop on with us just after one thirty. Crosstalk at 2. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Welcome back to your home for Chicago Bears football. ESPN Chicago, the ESPN Chicago app. It's Carmen and Yurko. Cap and hoodie at the Combine. Earlier today, we're going to be at the draft in April in KC. Yurko will do Thursday and Friday shows live from, that's their art museum. Beautiful looking building where they're going to be doing the draft. How far will Jalen Carter fall or potentially not at all? We are going to see. There's so much to still like sift through and debate in the coming weeks about the Bears and their situation. And does the news of the day affect what they're thinking uh, do they want to move back a couple of spots to a place where they would even put themselves out of position for Anderson and Carter? And are they comfortable with that? Getting an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, a lot of it's going to be determined post-free agency, which is going to be here before you know it. We're uh, less than two weeks away from the start of free agency, at least the legal tampering window. Who are the Bears going to go after? Who can they talk to? They can't go after Deron Payne. Deron Payne got franchised. I guess he could, right? He could always trade the picks. Yeah. That, that ain't going to happen. That ain't no. going to happen. Uh, and I think that's still the only tag. Is that right? Deron Payne's the only player, I think, to this point. Right, that now has unless been something's tagged. happened while we've been on the show. I don't think so. Pete Carroll yesterday, uh, t- I don't know if it was late yesterday or earlier today, It's like sort of openly talking about... If, hey, we haven't been in this position much. We're normally picking in the 20s. The quarterbacks are... This is primo like position for quarterbacks. It was maybe a little surprising to hear him say that. Maybe not because they're negotiating a long-term deal with Geno Smith. So, you know, and he's pretty calculated in how he says things. He's been around a time or two. But does that add another team to the mix for the Bears? It sounded like it possibly could with Seattle maybe wanting to go up to draft the quarterback that the, they, the more, that they the want. The more, the merrier. Yeah, The absolutely. more, the merrier. Whoever wants to jump on up, come on up. Absolutely. Come on up. I've got no problem with that. It could be like a negotiating thing, though, that he's just playing with uh, the, you know, with with the Geno Smith stuff too. The you Bears know? can avoid a Jalen Carter issue by keep trading down to the point somebody else takes them. They could, because somebody will. But, but do you want to do that, or or can you can you still sell it to your fans? Hey, look, we know what he did was wrong. He knows we're going to deal with it. He's dealing with it, but we still believe in the talent. We believe in the player. 
You know, do they want to move down to a point where they don't want to draft him, where they covet him so much? Jalen Carter has a quote out, 135, by Josh Alper. Okay. Says, no question in my mind, I will be fully exonerated. Okay. What are you fully exonerated from, though? I guess reckless driving and... Well, you did speed. You did change lanes. You were reckless. We believe You that. did lie to the police. So, I mean... I don't know. What are you exactly being exonerated from? I don't know. I mean, signs like you just pleaded something less, and then you pay your fine and you move on. Yeah, I know some people might have a hard time dealing with all this. Saying no, it's just it shows it shows a lack of awareness, accountability. When when you're three and (laughs) fourteen, you know, when you're three and fourteen, you have a tendency to put up with a little bit more than you would normally. If you get if you get a player that you know is going to be great, yes. Ah, oh boy. Let's see. Where do we want to go here, York? How about Patrick in Yorkville on ESPN 1000? Hello, Patrick. What's going on, guys? Tell us. Uh, so I got a little kind of different take. Uh, you know, the whole reckless driving, like, he knows better. You know, you're not supposed to be speeding and all that. My my issue is that if he was supposedly stone-cold sober and your buddy's .19, like, you know he's no, uh, actually, well, you, don't, you don't know that. Actually, we don't know that. I, I, I don't all. think police uh, right. let him go with if they thought he was messed up. I, they, I think police are pretty good at determining. Uh, they, they uh, I, on the scene, determined that he did not uh, require a blood test because yeah. they, they, in their opinions, they determined he was not under the influence of any drugs or alcohol. So I don't know how you think you could. I don't know how you would say you would know that. I mean, if you weren't there. But I, I don't think police take that willy-nilly, do they? That, that'd be my guess. No, I don't think they do I don't either. know. I don't know all the nuances of the law. Especially if it resulted in an accident. Right, yeah. Where things I, were, you know, jacked up to the bejesus. If there so were, now, when they got on site, yeah. they got on site, where was Jalen Carter? He wasn't there. He wasn't there. Okay, well, but, there you go. But within two hours, apparently, he returned, and they determined at that point that he was not under And the police, whether you like it or not, are always investigating. They're always, always. kind of... Checking the situation out. If they're talking to an individual, they're probably trying to figure out whether they've, you know. I think they're pretty good at that. Haven't yeah. they been trained quite extensively in that? Yeah. yeah. I, I, again, if you're, an, if you're an officer of the law, if you're a lawyer, if you know the ins and outs uh, and the nuance of that a little bit better than we do, please uh, let us know. But, but that just my guess is that uh, if something's they're pretty amiss, good at it. If something's yeah. amiss, if something, right. there might be a little bit of a problem with the individual they're talking with. They're They'd ask, hey, listen, do you have a couple tonight? What's right. going on? You know, I would think they'd always err on the side of... Work. I don't know what Georgia is when it comes to weed. You know, I don't know what kind of state Georgia is. I, I have no know. idea. I do not know. Well, you, but you can't be driving under the influence either way, even if it's legal. But that's so. my point, though. Right. I don't know what their rules are down there. As far as are they illegal, it's worse. You know what I'm saying? If you can't smoke if you can't weed legally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, Nick's and Lions. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. I have a question. Um... Uh, there was something I wouldn't call it similar, but remember the Rams player, Leonard, Leonard Little, Little, yeah, uh, the vehicular manslaughter that yes. he had. Yep. And did he even did he be, did he even miss a snap? Yeah, eight games he missed. The next year, though. The next year, yeah, yeah eight yeah. games. Now, and it's still different. Right. He he was in the car that collided with the other car yeah, that, that killed, killed that woman. Killed a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different. It's like the Henry Ruggs is different too than this situation. Right. You got to remember that. That's much different than this situation. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. My apologies. I totally no, that's okay about though. That. But we yep. we remember the Leonard Lewis. Yeah. Case. No, Nick, we do. Thanks. And uh, yeah, we had talked about that today. today in this day and age. 
uh, things are much different. I mean, yeah. Leonard Little, Yurko's not wrong. He yeah. didn't miss a snap that year, I don't think. He was back the next week. He was suspended the next year. Yes. That would never happen today. Yeah, but the world was different in, forget 1998 and 2008, I think. That would never be allowed to happen today. But the Leonard Little thing did happen, yes. Let's see. How about Mark and Maywood on ESPN 1000? Hello, Mark. Yeah, how's it going, guys? What's up, man? Hey, do we know if uh, Carter's been charged with a felony or a misdemeanor? Is that Don't know. Yet? Don't know, Mark. It's just as far as we, unless there's anything updated here recently, reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash. That's what, uh, what we know he's been charged with. He's probably not going to jail for any length of time. I mean, those are probably supervisory-type uh, offenses where he's not going to do any prison time. So. Right. I, I don't. I don't see him being uh, banned from the NFL from this either. So, I, I think he'll still be a high draft choice. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think so too, Mark. Thanks. I don't know. The league might do its own investigation here too, and you know, he's not a he's not a member of the league yet. How does that work, Eric? How is the league? You know what I mean? He's he's not in the NFL, right? Can yeah. they do a conduct detrimental? I don't know. No, I, mean, I don't he's, think so. He's not a player in I the don't league. Think so, listen, was he wasn't driving. The car that's in question that I know had the deaths involved. I mean, yeah, I don't know the, what the league stance is going to be on this. I, I, I don't. I, I they might just say, "Listen, it, you can't create something that's not there. You can't say, oh, well, because this isn't popular, uh, we're going to do something about it.'" No, that doesn't work that way. Yeah, and again, I don't even know, considering he's not an NFL player, what their their reach is. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Joe's in Oakbrook. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, just a question for you. Let's say, I mean, everyone's saying that they think you know this isn't going to be some massive thing for him to deal with. That maybe he does come out of it relatively unscathed. But let's go to the extreme that it does affect him. Let's say he's not necessarily taken off of a draft board, but let's say he slides down drastically and he becomes someone that's not prominent in the front of the draft. What does that do to the Bears? Uh, the, their pick, the value of their pick, another big names off the board potentially. Does that increase their value of the of the pick being one or their trade value there? Just I, if it goes worst case scenario, I think the value in their pick, Joe. I don't know if you're if you agree or not. The value in their pick is all about the quarterbacks. I mean, in, as as much of a talent as Jalen Carter is, and I think a lot of teams would. I, I think the value the Bears hold the value and, and the power because. You've got quarterback hungry, needy teams that are going to right. want to move up to get quarterback. Looks like yeah, at least four or five teams that need a quarterback and are talking about drafting quarterback in the first round. Potentially four different quarterbacks too. That's right. the thing. It looks yes. like that's the value of the pick for the Bears. I think you the big moves are made up the draft board to draft quarterbacks. What yes. other position, like right, Eric? I mean, right. who, yes. who goes yes. nuts to move up the board to draft quarterback, uh, to draft non-quarterback, yeah. wide Nobody, receivers, really. corners, anything like that? You know, I guess, like I, I guess, uh, the the Falcons famously made a big jump up to get uh, um, Julio Jones, but that still wasn't to number one. But what they went to number six, uh, so okay, and that was great. I mean, Julio was, was an awesome player. I mean, uh, the Rams moved up to get Aaron Donald. Right? Uh, did they? Or did they no. have to move up? Where they were just sitting I there in front were, of the Bears? All I right. think. And it was the Bears that were scared off about moving too far up and never did. Uh, I so I, you know normally it's quarterbacks. Look, we told you the other day. It's only happened twice in the two thousands this century that teams have gone up to number one. That the number one pick has been traded in both instances. It was to take a quarterback, Michael Vick and Jared Goff. 
and say what you want about both those quarterbacks, but that's where the value is. It's the quarterback needy teams that move, that make big moves up the board to draft QBs, not the other positions as much. Maybe as those guys start falling farther and farther from number one, I, I guess I get what you're saying, Joe, but I think the, still, the, the value is there regardless because teams want quarterbacks. Eddie's on the north side on ESPN 1000. Hey, Eddie. Hey, boys. How you doing? Good. So I think this is a lot worse than we're, we're saying it is. Now, when you go to drag racing, thing, I can guarantee you there's 12, 13, 14 people videotaping this. And just because you're not in the car that's actually involved with it, if you're racing against the car that's involved with it, moves that you make can cause moves that the other car makes, which where you're involved in in the crash of these well, deaths. That, I know, but that's what he's being charged with. He, he's... Exactly. And then if, if it was me and I was under the influence and I was drinking, the first thing I would do is leave the thing, get home, and try to get as sober as I well, could. You don't get sober tell in two my, hours. Tell my loved ones. And then go back. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you, you don't get sober saying, in two. You, know. you don't get sober in two hours. So, and, uh, and we had fifteen videotapers now. Yeah, you can't guarantee those things. I don't understand. Oh. Everybody's so quick to make a guarantee. I mean, who? Don't if you think was, if there were fifteen if there was videos video of that it? accident, if people would see it? I think in this, if there was any video of that accident from people that were actually taping, and not from videos from businesses that happen to have security cameras. But if you had video, if you had 15 it would be out videos, there. my guess is it would be out there. Yeah, I, I, that would be my hunch, my suspicion. We're so quick to, oh, I guarantee you this, or his teammate was drunk, so he had to be. Well, the police actually said, no, he's not. I, I, everybody is, we're so quick to guarantee everything all the time. Pat Boyle is going to join us coming up. We'll talk a little uh, Caner, end of an era with him. And just how long this Hawks rebuild. My, everybody's in a rebuild around here. My God, Yurko. But the Bears rebuild. I feel good about it. Number one pick. Lots of money. I feel good about it. Everybody's rebuilding. PB will spend a little time talking about Kaner with us. We'll get back to your phone calls on Carter, how uh, it might affect the Bears, and what you think about it. 312-332-3776. Waddle and Sylvia are in for Crosstalk in 30. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Handed on for Kane. Kane able to step right by. Let's go! In front, Kane, toe drag move. And a shot. Oh! Rebound, he scores! And Kane ends it. Ends it all the board that bounces out in front of Rigola. Loose puck here for Kane. He scores! Patrick Kane! What hands! He ends it! And Chicago is headed to the Western Conference Final. Wonder if she's gonna stay. Ain't no sunshine. Memories. I mean, you could, we could go on for. You could play oh, yeah. a five-minute montage. I mean, the playoff memories. You can play five-minute montages for each one of the Stanley Cups with all the highlights. You had twenty-plus games, Carr. You know, Kaner. Uh, I think of the. I think of the Hattie against Vancouver in two thousand nine in the clinching game to send them to the conference final. They lost that conference final to Detroit. They were still very young, but remember, Kaner had. A Hattie against Vancouver. I was in the building for that game. It was as loud as almost any game I can ever remember. I was fortunate to be in the building game five 
in 2013 at the conference finals against the Kings. Another hat trick that sent the Blackhawks back to the Stanley Cup final against the Boston if, Bruins. If they ever got to the Stanley Cup, they win it. Uh, they won it. Remember, that every time they got to the Cup, they won it. They, I mean, they got beat up in the finals some year. Taves and Kane uh, in the big games. You know, it wasn't just Kane. I mean, Taves, too. Remember Taves' Game 7 in Anaheim oh, yeah. in 2015? I mean, right? I mean, just and Pat Boyle remembers all these. And PB joins us now uh, from NBC Sports Chicago and part of our crew. And, of course, uh, every Saturday morning, the hockey show with Pat and with Barstool Chief. What's that? Is Pat Pitt? Barstool Chief. Barstool Chief. That's what I said. What did yeah. I say? No, you said Barstool Chief. Oh. I, I, Jake I, was saying something in my ear. I thought I, we didn't have PB yet. Do we have him? Oh, he's good. Yeah. Him. Okay. Uh, Patrick, hello. How are you? Hello. How are you guys doing today? We're doing pretty Excellent. well. I mean, we could you could play a 10-minute a, a montage, PB, on, on what... What he meant, all the highlights, all the clutch moments. Um, it feels like it's been over for a while because they're so bad. But like this is, this is officially sort of the end of the era now, isn't it? We had a six-minute piece on Patrick Kane last night on the pre and the post-game show, and the highlights that are in that thing—it just—it's jaw-dropping. The, the 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 highlights that didn't make it that ended up on the cutting room floor mm. would have been a a damn good NHL career for a lot of people. The guy just brought us, he brought us showtime every time he was on the ice. Yeah. That, that's, you know, as great a hockey player as he was, he was, uh, he was an entertainer. And it was, there's only a certain number of Chicago athletes that you kind of had to stop what you're doing and watch them. And, of course, MJ, uh, you look at, uh, I think, uh, I know Yerk may not like this, but Devin Hester was that type of player <laughs> for was. me. Uh, when it was time to, uh, you know, a kick return or a punt return, you stop what you're doing, you watched. Uh, Sammy, when he was on his run. Patrick, when he was on the ice, uh, it was, you're always looking to see how the smallest guy on the ice was going to do something unbelievable. And more times than not, he did. And he brought non-hockey fans to the party. He, he brought hockey fans that were, you know, cast away in the, in the 90s and the early 2000s, brought them back to the United Center. And, you know, for 16 seasons, granted the last five or six, not part of the playoff mix, but uh, it's been a hell of a ride. And, and now we get to see Showtime on Broadway. Yeah, we do. Uh, and I was hoping to see it tonight because it's a TNT game. You corrected me. He's not playing tonight. I guess he's going to play back at home tomorrow. They have a, a back-to-back tomorrow. They play Ottawa, and that's going to be the debut. When you're as great and as significant as a player of his ilk, uh, PB, I, you, you earn certain privileges, and I get that. And one of those privileges was that no-trade clause. At the end of all this, though, how much did that – negatively impact the return because he seemingly was only willing to go to one team, and that team was the New York Rangers. Oh, it severely impacted it. You look back a few weeks ago, and the New York Rangers made a decision. They picked Vlad Tarasenko over Patrick Kane. They had no plans of adding Tarasenko and Kane to the mix. It was, it was one or the other. And we had Elliot Friedman on the hockey show, and he talked about the hip. And he kept saying the hip is a thing. Yeah. The GMs around the league are talking about, about this. Uh, that obviously upset Patrick. Uh, he went on a you know, scorched-the-earth <laughs> tour over the next two weeks. And, 
you know, in four games, he scored seven goals, should have been an eighth. He had that buzzer beater that didn't count against Vegas. Uh, he had three assists. It, it, it was a great send-off. I, I know you guys haven't been to the United Center this year for a Hawks game. I get it. Yeah. But the last, the last week or two for Patrick at the United Center – there were full houses, there were good teams they were playing, and this dude put on the show that we've been accustomed to seeing the last 16 seasons. It was a hell of a send-off, it was a going-away party, however you want to look at it. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was pretty cool, but the, the Rangers made that decision to go to Tarasenko, and then you know, Kane goes on that tear, and all of a sudden he says, you know, the Rangers are the only place I want to go. The Hawks were backed into a quarter, and they wanted to do him right. They feel they owed it to him for what he's given the franchise to, you know, try to get him to the team that he wants to go to. And when you're only negotiating with one team, yeah. you know, Chris Drury's not stupid. So, I mean, the fact they got a conditional second makes me feel a little bit better about it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, they were ready to part ways with Patrick. Patrick was ready to move on himself. And for so many years in this town, we've always said, like, well, put him with Kane. Kane will make him better. Yeah. Well, now he goes to New York, and he's going to ask New York to make him better. And he got to pick the line mate that he has had the most chemistry with, the most success with over the years, Artemi Panarin. And we were robbed of only seeing – you know, two years of that here in Chicago. Now we're going to get to see it uh, on the Stanley Cup playoff stage. And those Eastern Conference Finals, guys, is, or Eastern Conference playoffs uh, are going to be absolutely incredible uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Boston, Toronto, New York. It's going to be good. There's some it's good a teams. gauntlet. Yeah, I guess it it's easy to forget all the great success he had with Johnny Taves on the same line. Well, but that's all right. They weren't we always did, together. We digress. I move on. Uh, speaking of Johnny Taves, well, when do they put him out the pasture? And do you have a six-minute thing ready for him? Because you might need to use it right <laughs> at the end of the year. I'm sure we're working on it. Uh, <laughs> well, this is obviously the final year of his deal as well, and he's, uh, he's not playing. He's dealing with that chronic immune response syndrome, uh, the long COVID. They really don't know what it is. Uh, he's been dealing with fatigue. Uh, he had a decent year, better certainly than last year, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that, you know, this may be the end of the line for, for Jonathan Taze. I hope he's able to come back and play a few games for the Blackhawks uh, this year, but with the uncertainty with his health, with missing a full season a couple years ago, with it seemingly flaring up here this season, uh, I don't know what the market's going to look like for him when he becomes an unrestricted free agent this summer. I can't imagine it looks uh, very rosy. Pat Boyle's our guest. It's Carmen and Yurko. You uh, envision a time when maybe Kaner comes back, or is he too late in his career and the Hawks are too far from really being sort of, uh, I don't want to say relevant, but from being a, a true sort of any sort of championship caliber team again. Like, can you envision a day when maybe he wants to come back here, or is this the, uh, officially the end of it, Peter? I, I can. I, I, I can. I think Patrick's going to make Chicago his home mm. uh, with his family uh, when his career is over. And, you know, I, I could see him. I Look, he's 34 years of age. I think he's got four to five years left in him. 
I think the the Hawks. Let's be honest. If they get Bedard or Fantilli, I think that expedites the rebuild yeah. by a year. I think he would love to play with Connor Bedard. I don't know if the team necessarily would would want to have him back right right away if they indeed got Bedard. But I could see Patrick coming back in a couple years and playing his last two seasons in Chicago and and finishing as a Blackhawk. We saw Patrick Sharp do something similar. He went to Dallas for a couple years and then came back for his final year. I don't think it's crazy to think that Patrick Kane could come back and um, you know put the exclamation point on his on his career and finish uh, in a Blackhawk sweater. In the next two seasons, he's going to pass Madonna, right, to be the all-time leading scorer yeah. amongst American-born yeah. and, players. And and that's I think the thing too that really kind of got Patrick interested in possibly leaving uh, yeah. is that when you start taking yep. away people like yep. Alex DeBrinkin and before him Panarin and Timo. Yeah, you you just you, you know, he wanted to see production and he yeah. wasn't getting it. And that's you know, a lot of this year's lack of production was the guys he was playing with and then a bad power play and I mean there were there were he had centermen that at times, you know, you were like, Really? Dickinson is now at center. Okay, <laughs> let's see how this goes. And now he's gonna go and be on one of the, you know, top lines in the NHL with Panarin and Vincent Trocek, and, and we're probably going to see the numbers that we're accustomed to seeing, the well over a point-per-game production, and um, I think it's going to be fun to watch. He might already have the distinction. Uh, he will for a little while when he passes Madonna officially. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll last long because Matthews is going to pass him someday, but probably the best American-born player we've ever seen play in the league, and uh, you're right about what he meant to this city in ter- these are the there's two dynasties PB it's the Bulls and the Hawks I I'll qu- I don't want I know it's like a nitpick maybe for some like you can't call it a dynasty they never went back to back I'm sorry in a cap era uh, to do what they did from even starting in 09 all the way through 15 that's a dynasty to me there's two of them and he was the the focal point it's it's Michael and Scotty it's Taves and Kane and there were a lot of great players Keith was great Hosu was great Crawford was here for two of them Siebes was great but it was Taves and Kane without them none of it happens. No, no question. And and you look at three and six years. You look at you know a game seven loss in 2014 yes. in the Western Conference Finals that they would have easily gone on to beat the Rangers. It was that was like the Western Conference Finals was the Stanley Cup final because yep. we knew whoever came out of that was going to go on to win the cup. So, but then you know if you if you give them that cup, I don't know if they come back uh, with a vengeance in 2015 because they used. The uh, the bitter pill that they had in in 2014 as a catalyst for 2015. So it was it was a hell of a run. I, I think it's absolutely a modern day dynasty. Yes. Um, and like you said, Kane and Taves were the perfect cornerstones. They're looking for that type of thing again, and that's why the tank is on. And and you you need players oh, like Kane and Taves. To become a championship team, you do. The tank isn't good well, enough. They'll, though. they'll be, they'll be, they'll still be in the mix. Well, right? well, they lose it, the rest it, of the way out. Yeah. I don't know if you caught last night's game. The, t- <laughs> the tank is alive <laughs> and well, my friend. I did against I the Coyotes. Bit, against the Coyotes. <laughs> um, all right, what do you guys have on tap for Saturday? Uh, well, we're going to react to this. It's it's kind of like a uh, it's a therapy session for Barstool Chief because uh, you know this guy latches on to his 
Blackhawks fandom like nobody else. He does. And, uh, you know, God love him. I've been telling him for weeks that, that Patty Kane is going to be leaving, and he, he wanted no part of it, in complete <laughs> denial the whole way. And so now that it's here, um, I have him just give me a copay, and uh, we, we do a therapy session, and we let, invite the Blackhawks fans to call in as well. So we'll be on uh, the hockey show at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks, PB. All right, boys, take we'll it easy. Right, you, There's Pat Boyle. And we haven't talked to PB as much. I mean, let's face it, because just uh, it's, it's, it's talk a tough about. watch. And I've, wa- I've watched a little bit of each of the last couple of nights. They lost in Anaheim a couple of nights ago. I watched uh, into the third period, and then I dozed off. Had it on for a little bit last night. But, yeah, it's not. It. They got a long way to go still. If you get Bedard, though, or the other kid that uh, I keep forgetting his name that, that Patty just mentioned. Um, why can't I think of his name? I can't. There's really two of them. It's Bedard and this other kid. You still need Bedard three more seems lines. to be the prize. Well, Yerk, but you start somewhere, though. Yerk, you, we could have said that in 2008, Yerk, mm-hmm. but they had Taves and Kane. Right. But, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, my God, start with, like, the cornerstones, though, and then you build it. I understand that. You need your lads. You need your Bufflins. You need your... Uh, who was your guy that they brought in that was so Christopher helpful in 15? No, who oh, no. helped in uh, Vermette. Antoine Vermette. Antoine Vermette. Like, John Madden yeah. was the guy that brought John in John Madden, that. Chris Verzell. Like, I get it. And but... Madden brought in for something very specific. Right. He came in to win face-off. Uh, Kimo Timonen. Yeah. Remember when they brought yeah, him sure, in? Sure, sure. Kimo Timonen. Uh, but I'll find those guys, but I need the cornerstones. I need yeah. my Taves and Kane again. 22. The two of them combined, 22. Game-winning goals in the playoffs during the run. Yeah, twenty-two. Your call. Uh, I, I listen. You're three, four years before this thing gets better. I think you're right. It's probably still going to be a so, while. So twenty-three. We're looking at maybe twenty-six, twenty-seven. Let's hope they get lucky and get that, the that things are going to be good around here. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Oh, yes. Crosstalk in eight minutes. Carmen and Yurko, Waddle and Sylvie will be down. We're your home for the Bears. We've got fresh uh, Aaron Rodgers sound, Yurko. So you want to play it? You want to hear it? Sure. Rodgers was on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. He's a podcaster, an author. Very zen-like kind of guy, as oh, I understand. Great. Aubrey Marcus. Great. Um, Imagine this. I was exciting. actually going to read his book. I think I will. I think you should. But I want to hear what Aaron Rodgers told him. I got a book for you, Jordan Peterson's book. I'll buy it for you. You can read that. Okay. I'll read it. Give it to me. I will. Have you read it? Yes. Have you? Mm-hmm. Are you telling me the truth? I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I see that look on your face. I don't know if you're telling me you the truth. You can read it. Nico, um, Nico's got a copy. I'm not surprised. I listen to some of the things. I've listened to a lot of podcasts that, that Jordan's on. Um, so Aubrey Marcus had Aaron Rodgers on, and of course the decision and all that did come up. So let's listen to this. I haven't heard this. I just read a few quotes. Jake found this. He said he kind of compares like the Favre retirement to what's going on right now. He said there's some typical Rogers stuff in here. Here's a little chunk from Aubrey Marcus's podcast. I believe this was recorded just yesterday. Here's Aaron Rodgers. It's best for anybody who has an interest in this to make a decision sooner rather than later. You know, I remember, you know, when Favre, before he retired, you know, there were times where he, it was in April and May, and he still, you know, we weren't sure if he was going to come back because he didn't come to any off-season program. And then in 2008, he actually did retire in March and then kind of said, no, 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 actually in June, after OTAs, I actually want to come back and play. And then that's when, 
you know, been traded to the Jets and you know, there was obviously a lot of tension that summer. But I feel really good about the conversations that um, that are going to be had, that have been had with uh, important people in my life, yourself included, that um, helped to orient me. But I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is. Uh, all the answers are right inside me. And I, there's a finality to the decision. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. And I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it and you think it's drama, you think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough, and then we'll go down that road. All right. Well, let's see how I'm, soon. He's saying he doesn't want to be like Favre, I'm, but let's see. I'm, I'm following his advice. Tune it out? Tuning it out. I'm tuning him out. I'm going to follow his though, advice. It's I'm going to tune him out. I don't know, man. It's hard I'm to. I'm talking about it. I'm thinking about it. The answers are inside of me. Oh. All these answers are inside of me. Inside of me. Go. Inside of my me. Team know I, oh, boy. Do you? Th- uh, <laughs> it's just like Favre. Now, maybe he won't go into May and say he's going to return and then want to come back. Is he really contemplating not going back for $150 million? God bless. So well, I, I don't want a hundred left. Oh, is there a hundred left? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that's right, York. There'd yeah. be a hundred million. Left. I don't want to quote it entirely, but like <clears throat> from what I listened to, going through it and skimming through it, there was a portion where he had like two days thinking about retirement, and then before dinner, he thought about and he said to himself, "Oh, maybe I can play again." So like he's been contemplating it. Wow, it's it's a journey to listen to that thing. I'm so tired now. Just listening to yeah, Rogers, it's a, it's a journey. This is that dark? Did, did somebody did, did I hear Waddle and Sylvie say he tapped out after two days in the uh, darkness retreat? I, he was I, like, you I, know I what? Forget know. this. I don't blame him. I don't. I don't know how you do five hours in there. To be quite honest, with no natural light. Come on. I mean, you know, you we're at the point of the year where it's like it's getting great because the sun's coming up earlier sounds- and earlier. Like you, the, the, you, yeah. you, we want the sun. It sounds like in darkness. It sounds like he's done his family a favor by not talking to them. <laughs> Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie is coming up next. Yurko's got the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. Come your safety tip of the day. Make sure that you have, you know, maybe even like some jerky. Uh, sure. On a long trip. Just in case. A jerky, just in case you need something. You never know. Yeah. Be prepared. Or I could just bring Sylvie. Yeah. <laughs> He's jerky enough.